Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Out of Character with Jupiter Sanders. I am Jupiter Sanders and today we're going to talk about face-to-face -face gaming versus online gaming and today I have Cotton who we know as RC from the Without a Net Shadowrun saga and I have Super Cookie or Cookie for today who uh, we know from our Call of Cthulhu series and she is the delightful charlotte cookie miller so welcome guys girls welcome welcome hello <laughs> hi <laughs> so i was explaining to you two uh before we started recording my genius uh, logic of why i have you guys talking about this and i'll explain it to everybody listening because they too may be going why cotton why cookie so cotton is a well-versed online RPG player whose bulk of gaming experience is via online, but has started in the last year or so, has started a face-to-face -face game. Cookie is very new to role-playing games, tabletop role-playing games, and she started with face-to-face -face games and was thrust into online games. So I think they both will bring a unique perspective to face-to-face -face games and online games as we discuss. I hope anyway. <laughs> I hope I don't fail you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or else this will be the last time you ever hear from me. And she's like a camouflage. <laughs> uh, we'll just get you banned from the server. It's fine. I've, wow. I've been banned from places in this. I've, <laughs> I couldn't get you banned, nor would I want you banned. You're too much fun. So, so Cotton, let's let's start with you. How long have you been gaming as a, a tabletop RPG player? Oh man, uh, let's go with like mm -hmm. three, four, five. Yeah, five, five-ish years. I go. I mean, there's been years. some spurts of of the D and D happening every, uh, you know, five years before that. But I, I didn't know what I was doing. So, it, le legit actual playing five years. Five years, and how much of that was online? pretty much all of it up until very recently i when i as you said started a, a local game and uh, been doing that that's that's the only example i've had of any actual like tabletop role-playing game experience not not board games just actual ttrpgs before mm -hmm. that it was all online all online and uh, i know most of your experience from the hub as a shadow run player did you play any other systems online or was it really just shadow run was the main one it was really just shutter run that was that was the thing that like got me up off of my uh, rear end i don't know what g level we have <laughs> i'm gonna go with that until otherwise cleared you uh, can say yeah. whatever you want it's fine oh great okay uh, uh yeah uh, so I, I was on my tuckus <laughs> and i wasn't quite sure what to, what, what to do but yeah i was like shutter run i remember this and it seemed so cool and i'm gonna mm -hmm. you know figure it out that that was enough to get me out of the lethargy to to play online okay all right. So now, Cookie, how long have you been playing tabletop RPGs? A little more than a year now, I believe. And I kind of got drug into that a little bit. I had always been interested in playing D&D. &D, and that's what, you know, my neighbor was like, oh, I have this friend and you should really meet him and we should probably play a game. And it was just a great time. We all clicked. Mm hmm. And then shortly after starting that face-to-face -face game, you were then, hey, I'm going to drag you now into online gaming. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> especially because we, 
you know, like what happens, you can't always get together in person. So, you know, Bamps was like, you should, you should try and play. And when I was on the server and seen your Call of Cthulhu game, that one shot, you know, I was so interested in playing that because I just love monsters. I was excited to try. And I had such a good time because you were fabulous and oh. it was just a blast. <laughs> so was that game your actual first time playing online? It was. Yeah. <gasps> you you did so it. Special. <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> You're my first. <laughs> Thanks, Jupe. <laughs> I'm glad it was a good experience and that you've continued to play online gaming. <laughs> Yeah, I just wish I had more time, <laughs> more <Right>? friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Cotton, uh, you, you started that face-to-face -face group, but you're not a player, you're the GM, which is a little bit different, or a lot of bit different, than being in the player's perspective of a face-to-face -face game versus an online game. So what do you see as the biggest difference for you, aside from it's a GM role, between online and face-to-face -face game? The the biggest difference is going to be the 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 speed at which you would interact with other people. Because when it's a face-to-face -face game, it's about zero. You know, because these are the... Oh, it depends on where you are. If you're playing a lot of... If you're in New York City and you can have a group here at this, you know, local game store and a group over there, fine. You know, in my experience, it's far more rural. You know, I had to mm -hmm. struggle and threaten and bully and intimidate people to get the five people I have to play this game once a month. And, you know, we're stuck. This is it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know these people personally, so I can't, you know, well, you're an idiot and your character's dead, GTFO, you know, sit in the corner of the dumb and reroll a character. And if it's your, you know, <laughs> if it's a carbon copy of this one, who's his brother, that's not going to fly. You know, it's, it's <laughs> there's no online meta. There's no people mm -hmm. who are, you know, like if I played Shadowrun online, there was lots of meta things. You could find this build, and you could, you know, or, or maybe someone ran their games like this, so therefore you kind of wanted to run your games that way, or you wanted to play that way. Here, you're all locked in, and they get used to you as a GM, and you get used to them as players, and it's 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 very insular, if that makes some level of sense, you know? No, it does. I, I mean, it's a good point to bring up that a face-to-face -face game, especially in a rural area like this, this is it. This is the only game in town. If you want to play face-to-face, -face, you are kind of stuck with that GM, and you have to adapt to how he GMs, and you're stuck with these players, and you have to adapt how to how they play. Whereas online, if I don't like the GM, I can leave that table and never look back and find another one that I fit better in. So it is kind of restrictive to where you're, you're, you're stuck. You, this is it. So you either adapt or you don't get to play. Yeah, like even if I screw up, you know, I'm I'm the best D and D in town, people. You know, so. <laughs> I'm the best GM you're ever gonna find in Natchez, Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. This this is it. This is as good as it gets. Unless you want to be a GM, and I will happily show up. But until then, this is how things are going to be. You know, and I, like all GMs, probably have you know existential crisis both before and directly after every game. So you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God, I cannot believe I made this. Or this encounter was so stupid. Or this guy yeah. totally threw up an awesome lead that I could have done something with. And it's like, no, there's nobody there. It's just, the room's empty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I made it either. It's just, it's there. You know? <laughs> 
or you forget something and you have to tell them to wait, you know, so yeah. that's, yeah, for, first time GMing, but uh, it, it's definitely, you have these personal relationships with people, you, you're, you're physically there, and you are able to develop personal relationships with these people if they do not already pre-exist, mm-hmm. so it's a lot harder, I think, to be, you know, like a dick, frankly, when online, <laughs> yeah, if you're an asshole online, then you can still find games a bit. You know, there's the anonymity, and there's going to be a – if you're in a community, like I was on the hub, mm-hmm. it's a living community. There's going to be a general way things are done, and it will just sort of be the culture, and that's how we play Shadowrun here mm-hmm. you know, or D&D or whatever. While we're sort of this weird you know, backwater where we will be doing D&D the way we will be doing D&D, and even if I get like a rule wrong, that rule is now canon because it will be wrong for every game ever. You know. <laughs> But so, Cookie, the flip side is having never experienced any other games. When you got into your first D and D face to face, you didn't know that there was anything different. So to you, it was the only you thought. Did you think that this is just must? This must be how all games are. To an extent, yeah. I had also talked to a buddy of mine who uh, has since joined our game who played when he was uh, in the army I believe he was in the army Mm -hmm. and you know he is a wealth of knowledge he's one of those people that he can read something once and then retain it years and years later so he was a great you know point of contact and you know like rc was saying these people are all your friends you know uh, they're all people in real life so i'm never really a jerk anyway but i also live in a really (laughs) rural area the next closest game to me that i've even heard about is a half an hour away so you know pickings are kind of slim man (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pickens are slim. So those face-to-face games, thank goodness you had a good experience with your first face-to-face game because it oh, could have colored, could have yeah. colored the whole thing. If it went south novel. or if, you know, this new person that I was being introduced to turned out to be total jerk, butt, like I would have skibbied out and been like, yeah, everybody's right. This is all a game for a bunch of uppity jerky nerds. But I mean, that's totally not the case. I have so much fun playing in my imagination land with my friends. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's so cool. I, I, that's what yeah. scared me out of it. I've had so many shitty, <laughs> like in college, you know, for, for, we're not going to get into why, but for, very, you know, for various reasons, it tends, I tended to play with, apparently <laughs> with emotionally stunted men. And therefore, it was shitty. <laughs> and it, it, or we, played all, we all played video games. And so it was, we will now be rolling the dice for the next two and a half hours, you know. With mm-hmm. no RP whatsoever, and that was terrible. Like you know, like it just kept putting me off of it. I'm glad you had an awesome first experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm very lucky <laughs> in that that I just fell into the right situation. And you know, Bams is pretty awesome. He's a pretty cool person. Don't let him hear me say that. You should probably edit all of this out. But I was say, uh, you very just lucky. got done saying the person that dragged you in wasn't a if he was a jerk he would have left and so i mean you stayed so and we all know he is a jerk so yeah and, and a yankee so you know that's and, that's, a yankee. and, 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 and we think canadian we're still we not canadian. sure about that he's definitely not canadian. Closeted canadian i can tell you from the area <laughs> that we are at he very much fits where he came from uh and you are very lucky cookie to have a good experience face to face and a good experience online 
both of your first time because I have heard many a horror story. There's a subreddit talking about horror stories. I've heard many people tell me tales of the first time they sat down at an at a table to play a game. They were at a game store and they sat down and, and they had a that guy or they were, you know, a female player, all men, and they either hit on her or ignored her or it was just there's a lot of horror stories. So for you to have good experiences in both your first times on both of those, that is pretty amazing. Yeah, but look at the people that I've been blessed to be surrounded <laughs> by and, no. you know, to hold my hand and bring me into uh, this wonderful world. So I'm thankful <laughs> for all that. I'm thankful for you. Good. Oh, goodness. Let's we're going to edit that out. OK, uh, <laughs> so so let me ask the both of you. Do you think as a player it's easier to RP online or is it easier to RP face-to-face in a face-to-face game? Wow, that's a tough one. So face-to-face, more distractions. The table cross talk, all that for sure. That makes it more difficult. And people, you know, wanting to like get up, take a break, go do whatever. I would say Mm -hmm. as long as my background here at home is not as crazy as it can get sometimes. Mm. I'm way, way more into it RPing online. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like 100%. That's, you know, the, that. And that was a heck of a question, which is why I didn't say anything. I was like, this feels like a, feels like a good opportunity to let Cookie go first. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, and let me form my thoughts. <laughs> that sounds like a difficult question. Now, let me let me ponder <laughs> it and put Cookie on the spot. You know, because, yeah, there you go. No, it's a, I'm a strong feminist, and she should go first. That's how, that's, that's what it was. Uh, that's, oh, that's my God, you was. allowed it, you big-time Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome, women. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, but, so you no, agree, but, Cotton, though, that you think it's easier, or it's it's it, you can get into it more, or it's easier to RP on an online game than a face-to-face game? It is, in my opinion, so much easier to RP online, especially, I would say, for – a, a, a new person but I, I would say like maybe it's 10 of 10 easier if you're new and 9 of 10 easier if you're not new because you mm-hmm. aren't you know acting you're, you're kind of acting frankly and mm-hmm. you it's so you know imagine me how how self-conscious you're going to be and you have your friends looking at you and you're gonna go i'm a pirate but but serious <laughs> like for cereals you know you know Sorry. but i am a druid of the woods and i care about the tree you have to be a very self-confident person to go out there on the limb and and do that in front of people uh-huh. and people you may personally know and work with versus <laughs> random McBobfuck on the institutes <laughs> and you don't give a shit what do you think and what's he gonna say lol that's gay like fuck that guy he's 14 deleted and you know so you don't care if if you sound stupid or because it's the, the stakes are so much lower they can't see your face you can get your brain in the right perspective you're not distracted by inside jokes because even when I play D and D, and maybe I'd like to hear how Cookie feels about this. That if she knows these people well, like I know these people; these are my friends. It's not like a random group, so that we have inside jokes and we have a relationship. that's not character to GM and whatnot, and so it's a little weirder to get into character. I feel in real life than it is to, you know, shoot for it online. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you're a little embarrassed. They can't see your face. You can laugh it off. 
you can hide behind the silence of your microphone and you know hold your head in your hands and move on it's yeah a lot easier I definitely agree. Being more willing to take chances. Um, and like you say, when you are with those people, you have those inside jokes, those reoccurring things from other parts of your life. Everyone kind of finds ways to pull them in. You know, I totally agree with you. All right. So what about those players that are, I want to get into the RP of it, but I got the minis and I've got the scenery and I can't, I lose all of that tactile visual essence when I'm playing online. If I'm lucky, I'll get a roll 20 map. It's not the same as having the scenery and moving your little mini and having the monster mini come out. So I think online games kind of lose a little bit. Is there anything you guys have done with your online gaming to help give you those visual stimuli or cotton in your face-to-face game do you not do any maps or minis and you just tell them oh well it's theater of the mind deal with it i mean this is mississippi we don't we don't have those kind of resources for warforged <laughs> and dwarf fortress or, or what, that's a video game whatever whatever the bullshit is it costs like 11 billion dollars <laughs> it's awesome as shit but i i have my this my personal place as a gm at this point is mostly i want to be theater of the mind i have a battle mat i have dry erase markers and I have miniatures and like little like tokens, and I'll, I'll use dice. It's very theater of the mind. There is a tactical. I'm playing D and D five e, so there is a tactical aspect. There's things like flanking and position and reaction attack. So I would prefer to do you know to have that versus just all theater of the mind, but as much of it as mm-hmm. possible because to me I'm kind of trying to be that old school D and D of you know it's in your brain, and I don't want to go out and buy you know, $400 of miniatures and a kick-ass this, but then next week it'd be shitty. I want it to be shitty all the time. I don't want to get their hopes up. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have all this cool one-off shit when I can Mm -hmm. just describe it to you because I want to, I want to hone that. Again, as a GM, I want to hone that ability to say words that breathe life into your imagination as opposed to I have $400 in plastic that's, you know, hand-painted and took me 16 hours and I'm going to, you know, take a half an hour to set all this shit up as opposed to I describe it to you, I bring out the dry erase marker, I draw some boxes, plop your minis down. Uh, dice one is cobalt one, dice two is cobalt two, dice three is cobalt three. Off we go. So okay. I don't have a lot of cool shit anyway, frankly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, you know, when I, when I play Shadowrun, that is a game that lends itself to theater of the mind and does mm-hmm. not lend itself very well to miniatures and positioning. It's not, it's just mechanically not as important. And I got into it. Th- things I would say that add to it were music. Some GMs I had would have kind of this cyberpunky music going in the background, and they would have really cool set pieces. And I think as a GM, that's an important thing to do. At least in Shadowrun, it doesn't take much because most of your scenes are only one of, say, three to four places. You're going to have the meat, so you have to breathe life into that meeting spot. You're going to have where the thing happens, you know, the corporate building, the the bunker out in the forest, the the whatever. And that's kind of it. And then, you, you know, player imagination can kind of fill in a lot of the rest, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. Shadowrun isn't a dungeon delving game. You don't need to describe dungeon room four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and count because it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You, you need to describe a lot less. And with good GMs, they did that. And it really, it, it breathed a lot of life into it for me. So, Cookie, I know your face-to-face game. I don't know if you guys use minis, but I have heard tales of props being used. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't want to, he's definitely not a master craftsman. However, <laughs> when he has an idea that he thinks will be fun, he will kind of uh, put some thought into it and put it together, which whether it be shoebox wrapped in brown paper and with a little filigree design and some like treasure inside. I mean, nothing too crazy, but little things. Definitely, we don't spend a lot of money on anything. I mean, probably food would be our biggest expense every time we get together and alcohol. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like you were saying, the theater of the mind. And I really enjoy that. Now, both online and in real life, I use my cell phone constantly to Google things that I don't know. Like, I didn't know what a valise was. <laughs> I had to <laughs> Google that. <laughs> and that really helps being able to have that to, okay, now I can incorporate that into this picture that I, has been created for me, which is awesome. So you guys are both very pro theater of the mind, which I think allows you guys to adapt well to an online game because you're using your imagination in order to really experience the game, which I find really interesting because I find I'm the opposite. I started with the face-to-face games. We had the minis, we had the battle mats, we had scenery, and then... In, even with Shadowrun, we we had the dry erase. We had the die made were were our minis then because you know Shadowrun no minis. But it was visual, and even my Call of Cthulhu games that were face to face, I had props. If they found something, I literally gave them what they found. If if it was news articles or journals, I made that. So it was very visual, tactile in some terrible instances, smelly because Bigfoot fur stinks. So, and I miss that having, having now to switch to online games. It is an element that I truly do miss. I think it's another layer of the game that for me is now missing. And I think, I think it's interesting. You guys are no, I'm just, my imagination does it hundred percent better than any GM could possibly do. I don't think we said that. <laughs> Clearly our minds are baller as fuck. I mean, I don't know what else to say. So, <laughs> so that, that's good. I guess I'm just, or maybe it's just, I really enjoy the the prop making and the, the crafting of that. Um, but then I've played with other people who have run games who created props as well. And it be, started to become within my group a uh, who can outdo the other as far as being a GM and creating a full-on game experience. So it did become a competitive thing, which, good or bad, it was still It sounds like you played some awesome D&D. You know, like you've got props. She's like, I, I don't want to raise the bar. I don't want to set any false hope. Like, Last time you had the thing. And I'm like, yeah, that was a one-off thing. I was inspired. And I had some free time. And so I built this kick-ass thing. But that was last week. I, that's not, I don't, yeah, I don't want them to like, you know, think that this is this, this is how things are now uh, <laughs> wanna, yeah okay. you, gotta, you gotta treat your players like mushrooms you know keep <laughs> keep in the dark keep of being bullshit <laughs> no nope. uh, so it was Shadowrun. we had props call of cthulhu generated tons of props 
D&D, I don't think we had as many. I think it was probably the least, but it was also the game that we played the least. But Call of Cthulhu is where we really started to become super competitive and do some really weird things to uh, kind of create a, a game experience. So I think online games kind of lose it, but I have seen people use Roll20 to an amazing level with animated graphics like lightning bolts or fire create uh rooms with like everything and anything that's that you would find there it is you see it visually on the map so i guess there are things that can satisfy that visual element if that's what you need as a player you can find that still online you don't have to rely on a face-to-face you don't have to be stuck in a game with terrible people simply because you like the visual aspect of the game you can find it online i've seen it it's just <laughs> you, you can be stuck with terrible people <laughs> online yes <laughs> oh my gosh you can be stuck with terrible people everywhere i would have to say my worst gaming experiences though have been in face-to-face games rather than online do you think i know it's your show but i have to ask no, do no, you please. think it's be, it's because someone the gm presumably wanted to get a game together and they got bob mcfuckhead because he was available in a body and had nothing else to do. Is that? Do you think that was it? Um, or what? Do you think that this person's assholishness was a complete surprise to all parties involved? So we were about on this on in the situation I'm thinking of. This player was invited because the group was kind of short, and we wanted to play. And uh, somebody said, "Hey, this person plays." Let's invite him. And we were kind of like, well, this person's probably about one third asshole, but we can tolerate one third asshole. So we brought him into play. And for the first few sessions, worked out good. But then one night, we're at the table and all of a sudden something changes. This person just lashes out at another player and causes this big scene out of character, just attacks another player out of character just basically tells them they're doing everything wrong grinding the game to a halt it's no longer fun that player then is told to leave the home of the person who was gming the game you're gone you're out you're it's done so it wasn't a we want to satisfy a need he's a warm body it was actually really good he was a good player we just had this one time really bad experience well, shit. I mean, I, I guess that happens. And your GM apparently handled it correctly, in my opinion. If they, you know, if they're an asshole, you know, I mean, it, it's individual group, obviously. You know, if you have somebody who's who's mm-hmm. you've been playing with for five years and they have a one-off day, you you take the time to be like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong in yeah. your life right now? Yeah. You know, but that's that's up to you and your group and your people. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think though, when you have those instance, those bad experiences in a face-to-face game, like you have that bad night. And it's for the people, and you know them in your personal life. You work with them. You see them outside of this game. When something starts to derail and things go weird with that person, and it starts to become an unfun experience for the entire table, I think a face-to-face game is much harder to stop the game, have an honest conversation, because it's face-to-face, have an honest conversation, and as a group, tell that person, I'm sorry. You are just not fitting the table anymore. Yeah, that's a hard conversation to have. <laughs> I was, yeah. you know, that—that that was the one thing I did as a GM that I—I I, I made no bones about. I only invited people I wanted to play D and D with, and were emotionally secure people. I'm 34, mm-hmm. 
the person the, I, I play with someone who's about 61 62 somebody else who's about 45 somebody who i work with and know personally and know that they're solid he's slightly younger than me and another guy who is he's like 40 he's solid he's good enough you know <laughs> and there's enough good people to where he's cool and he's pretty how should i put this uh, he's he's not a dominant personality, so if there was something wrong, I, I don't know him that well, it would be handled. And I had a session zero, and I was like, this is what's up, this is where I'm coming from, this is what we're going to do. And that has been the thing that I have done. Like that, that's That's been the best thing I've done in a real-life game. It is. You do have to make sure you invite people that are you hope will work, you have a good idea that they'll work. But if you end up with an online game and you have a problem player... It's a little easier to cut that bad cancer in the game put, table. Put the out. old hook out and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just hit, you know, boot from server. It's very easy because, again, the anonymity. It's, it's. I don't have to see this person or know this person. I can just remove this person. It's yeah, it, there are people I specifically did not invite to play D and D with me who I know and who are my friends because they have the personality of oatmeal. <laughs> so that would not be fun to play with. And I didn't want to say, bro, you need to like read a book and become more, a more interesting person to play D&D with us today. Like, you know, so. Wow. Wow. That's, they're not going to find me. It's fine. Okay. So Cookie, your face-to-face -face group are all friends out of the game. They have their, you're a social circle who has just decided to start playing a game. Yes. So. Basically, my across-the-street neighbor, who her and I are very close and have lots of similar interests, she was like, you have to meet uh, these friends of mine. And that's kind of how it went. My husband had actually met them first at like a bonfire or something and was like, yo, you're really going to like this couple. Like, they're hilarious. They have <laughs> your sense of humor. Like, you guys are going to yeah. get along great. And it was a lot of fun. Now, we've played other like one-off games here at my house with larger groups, smaller groups, and different groups, which I've definitely gotten to see a lot more personalities and a lot more challenging personalities that just have not been invited back to play for whatever reason because we're too busy or whatever but yeah there are definitely people that when they don't fit you it made the whole not everyone feel uncomfortable but it, there was no moving any story forward or actually like role playing as a group just kind of dragging our feet and dragging along so mm. we gave chances and tried to see what was what in the winter time i have more fun or more time i'm sorry uh, to be inside <laughs> and at home but now that it's you know spring and summertime it happens every single year just everything slows down and we can't you know have those maybe two games or a game a week you know yes and and i'm supposed to have plans to be coming out there to see you oh i can't wait for you to come to the farm you're gonna love it and we'll have to do a face-to-face -face game i would totally be down for that yeah i cannot wait this will be fun to see uh, what I, I love how people refer to you know the farm it's almost it's it's one step about you know like the compound like i have to oh, she uh, do, the do farm. you have horses She's she has yeah, horses. Oh my gosh, she has horses. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Derailing the podcast. Let's talk equestrian. 
you know like <laughs> <laughs> all right we, we can do that <laughs> yeah I, I have a farm <laughs> we can chat of critters awesome. all the critters <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm so, no, no, back back to Jupiter's podcast edit no, button edit button. edit button so we've talked about RPing what, so what about complex systems D&D &D 5e is pretty easy for your first face-to-face -face game or you know jumping in as a new GM that's the system you've chose Cookie, you started with D&D &D 5e as your face-to-face -face game. That's not a complicated system. It's one of your, I think, easier ones to get into. What about those, like, like Shadowrun's a very heavy crunch game. What about those crunchy games? Is it, is it better to kind of learn those in a face-to-face -face atmosphere, or is it, does it not matter online face-to-face? -face? Does it make a difference? You're just learning a system. I would say you're just, you know, learning how to play. I'm not someone who is great with my rememberer all the time. So <laughs> I have to do things over and over multiple times, whether it is in real life or whether it be, you know, inputting a, a certain thing on roll 20 for example i have mm -hmm. to do it over and over and over to retain it so i don't think there's any difference there because mechanic wise i'll read the book i'll read the book twice but i'll still forget what i read you have to explain it to me again mm -hmm. cotton what do you think does it make a difference face to face online you're learning a system it doesn't change the medium you're playing in uh, two for two only not good with the rememberer and i can't lie he doesn't you know that i have no there's, there's no memory happening right now. And I, I think online is so much easier to, say, learn the system, at least if you're interested in learning it correctly. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I, I went to the Hub. That was my first experience, Runner Hub. So Reddit, shout out. So you have people who are experienced. The GM is experienced. The players are generally at least somewhat experienced. I mean, you know, it's not everybody's first run, generally speaking. So my first run, I'm playing with a bunch of people who is not their first run. It's not their first GM show. And so they can have a little bit more bandwidth to spend on me, the newbie, that they wish to get into this you know, new game, or new to me. And that's cool. And they, and they can answer questions because they're experienced. Imagine playing a wonky mechanical system like Shadowrun, and everyone sits down. And it's their first time with it. Oh, my God. You're going to have everybody constantly buried in the book. I think any game is going to benefit from having someone who's more experienced. I know that I, not the most experienced person on the planet, know something about D&D &D 5e, and that has helped with my party. If we were all – I do not think it would be a good idea for five people to go buy a Shadowrun book, sit down, and say we're going to play Shadowrun today. That's going to be a tough road to hoe as opposed to here's the one newbie. We train him up. We get him good. And then the system kind of perpetually rolls. And then there's a game where I'm the experienced player, and here's this brand new newbie, and I can do for him what was done for me. Answer basic rules questions. Maybe take a bit of the lead on RP. Maybe take a bit of the lead on like planning the mission and whatnot, and let this person show up and deploy their mechanical, uh, you know, the, the, the character doing their mechanical job. That, I think, is so much easier online because of all the experience you're going to impact as opposed to five people who are all lost in the dark. Having been at that Shadowrun table with three other people, and none of us knew the rules, and we all learned how to do it together, I mislearned many aspects of Shadowrun. <laughs> so yes, if you're in an online game, 
you are probably going to be with people who have more experience or at least varying experiences with that system. So you probably do have a better chance of learning a new system the right way, having those resources in the game as opposed to a face-to-face. -face. True. Unless you get really lucky on a face-to-face -face, like Cookie did, where she had a very experienced GM who knew how to play the game and could help instruct her so she could learn it. Yeah, patience is the key. Oh, he had a ton of patience mm -hmm. um, and still does. So I am thankful for people who don't get mad at me because I don't always know what I'm doing and I screw up often. <laughs> so it's very nice to be able to spread my wings and fly, little birdie. No, she's very fortunate. She's been very, very, very fortunate to have had the experiences she's had and the luck she's had in this to have a, to really create a, a home run experience in RPG gaming that has actually led her to want to do more with it. I, I, I'm amazed at how lucky she couldn't win the lottery, but she hit the lottery when it comes to tabletop RPGs. That experience is actually why I, brought in a certain player in my game that you know the player that i did not seem super great about he, he knows dnd he plays roll 20 so i'm sitting down with a bunch of newbies and i'm a newbie mm -hmm. gm he's one less player that i have to explain basic rules to and can help me explain basic rules to the other players so i'm helping player one with their character sheet or explaining to them why they have to roll this thing he can do that for player two and help them you know, level up and go through this process or manage their spell book or whatever because he understands the game so mm -hmm. that that is something that is often easier to find online, at least in my experience, again, as a person in the middle of the boonies. So, mm -hmm. so it, it, we discussed this in our quarantine episode, Cotton, you and I, and Soup, that many people are now forced to play online because they're never going to find a face-to-face -face game in a, in a quarantine world. So I think that that's going to introduce people to online gaming and actually help you know, bring more people to tabletop RPG in general. But Cookie touched on something. What if you're not that tech savvy? And that's really why you like the face-to-face -face games. Because I just don't want to deal with the headset, the router, the mic isn't talking to the base. I don't know how to work World 20. I, what's the command again on the bot, on the Discord server? It's a lot to deal with, I guess. And then to try... To play an RPG game should be easy, but many of us kind of really get insecure and kind of build an anxiety with the whole role-playing aspect. And now we're thrust into an online game experience where now we have to add all the technical issues. What do you guys do to help combat the, the tech issues you inquire? I'm going to ask Cotton because I've never experienced somebody who's had more tech issues than Cotton does. You know, sometimes the, the, the speakers don't want to talk to the base. I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, not, it's not my fault. It's just what technology decided to do that day. Okay? It's not, we're judged right now. Uh, uh, I mean, Judgment, it's an observation. I do have some older players in my group who are not the most tech-savvy people, uh, and, and that's fine. And I want to play D&D &D with them. That's, that's, that was my core thing. Not, can you play D&D? &D? Do you know the rules? Are you experienced? Can you do tech shit? It was, do I want to play D&D &D with you today? And these are people who I answered that question to with yes. So it's worth the effort. Now, it, it's just effort. I mean, I play, we have played one time online with Roll20. 
Mm-hmm. And we use Skype to communicate, which apparently is the devil software. I don't understand the Awful. deep level of hatred that everyone has for Skype. You know, when I was uh, a kid, well. we had ICQ and we loved it. Okay. <laughs> it was great and we were happy. Then we had instant messenger, you know, AOL. Shout out. No, uh-huh. aim. Whatever. I'm old. So uh, I had everybody on Skype. I had everybody meet. I, I attempted to have everybody meet beforehand. And those people who met beforehand, had the most seamless experience. So our game is on Saturday. Meet me on Monday. Hey, player one, meet me on Monday night. Call mm-hmm. me. We're going to get on Skype. Have your account. We're going to link up. I will add you to my friends list. We will test a Skype call. Here is the roll 20 link. Move this figurine around. Here's how the, the algorithm for rolling dice works. The command slash R slash 3D 12 plus 5, whatever. You know, that I had everybody do that who I could get a hold of. And those people were the ones that weren't a pain in the ass come Saturday. It was the people who thought they were too cool for school uh, who had shit fucking up. You know, oh, uh, my Skype account's expired, and I don't know the email for my original account. And I'm like, fucking, I told you to fucking call me on Thursday, you motherfucker, you. But, yeah, that's that's the answer. You get them on the phone, and you say, hey, here's, here's Skype or whatever, whatever system you're using, Discord. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on. We're going to test it. Does your audio work? Does your microphone work? Here's roll twenty link. Can you move a figurine? Do you know how to roll dice? That's where I was at. Like I know roll twenty is you know this gargantuan tool of badassery, and I'm like you know <laughs> I found the initiative order chart. Woo, <laughs> GM skills. You know, like, yeah. That's that's where I am. And so yeah, that's that's what you do. You get them on. You, you test it out beforehand. You do your basics, run the paces, and know that you're not going to get them to like level eighteen roll twenty adeptness it's just it's just not gonna happen you know well you're a very good gm that you actually take the time before the game to help educate them on how to use this new medium but if a player doesn't have a gm that does that i think it's a matter of find a friend who knows how to work it or get on there and just start messing with it and self-teach so you can feel comfortable when it does become game time i'll share something with you the first game i ever played online we used skype and my GM was Bamps. He has been talking so much shit. <laughs> How old? He has been talking Skype, so much shit. Bamps Skype. <laughs> but the first game I played online was in 2017. And yes, he used Skype. We quickly, like later, like a, month, a few months later, switched to Discord. But it was Skype. And it's terrible. Recently started playing online. That's wild. Yes, I only recently, the bulk of my player experience has been face-to-face. I have probably played more hours face-to-face than I have online, but that is very quickly changing because of the amount I only play online now. That's it. I I have zero face-to-face game. You're clearly going through withdrawal. Like I said, I enjoy the online because I, I play with people I enjoy playing with, I miss the face-to-face because it was a creative outlet with making the props and stuff. It was a creative outlet that I liked, and I liked RPing. I liked RPing with people so I could read their body language, and they could read mine. I thought it added more. And I'm not really good at voices, like some people are blessed with. So every character sounds the same. So that's why I'm like, I really would prefer the face-to-face, but I can't find a face-to-face game. And 
I think when I first moved to India, I did find one, went to it, and it was just, they weren't my, they were very nice people. And I liked them, but they all had a history together. And so I felt very out of place. And then I was, I was mansplained a lot of things, which I don't hold against them. They were really only trying to help, but they very much assumed I didn't understand anything about gaming. It wasn't a terrible face-to-face -face experience, but it wasn't the kind of experience I wanted. It was, you know, I just felt like intrusive on their social circle. And that's uh, when I'm on an online game, even if I'm with people who are in a social circle online, I don't, it doesn't feel as intrusive. I'm not in their home. I'm not, you know, like in their space feeling it it just feels less invasive when it's online i guess is what i'm saying i don't know if that makes sense i think sense. that's really unfortunate that you felt like such an outsider and mm -hmm. they didn't go i don't want to say out of their way but didn't try harder to include you in this group period i'm sorry for that no it it was like i said it wasn't bad it wasn't by far it wasn't the worst experience i've ever had it was just they were them and I was me and it just didn't mesh. And I was, I was okay with that. I, I don't begrudge them. I, I, it, they're, they're fine people. It's just, it wasn't a match. And so I recognized that and kind of just walked away. It, it's important as a player to know just when to walk away from a game. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, both of you. you know, I feel as a GM, this, it's my job. Because, you know, you're kind of the person, you know, running the game to make sure everyone's involved. You know, like there's mm -hmm. a player that I work with, I'm friends with, I hang out with this person the most. I do not want it to be, you know, Cotton and Kevin show, you know, because otherwise these uh -huh. people will feel excluded and they'll be bored. That, that is one benefit of a face-to-face -face game. You can kind of check someone's, you're, you're, you're very, you're a lot more knowledgeable or I guess aware of someone's checked in level. And you can mm -hmm. say, okay, you know, Luke over there, He's a little zoned out. We haven't brought his character to the forefront in a good bit. He's just sitting there. Maybe he's reaching for his phone. He's getting, to, mm -hmm. you know, and you can you can rush over and maybe shift some mental space and some RP experience and some and whatnot their way. Yeah, I think that's important. It, you need to make them feel welcome. It is very it that face to face. You do get that extra benefit of seeing what's going on with that player. Where online, I have no idea. You mute your mic. You could be taking out the garbage, talking to your wife, cooking dinner. You could be playing a video game while you're sitting in this other game. You're just, you're checked out until somebody calls your name and then you're like, oh, is it me? Because how many times have we heard that in an online game? Is it me? Is it my turn? Yeah, that's, that's a big hint for all your GMs, by the way. If, so, <laughs> if someone's checked out, it's actually maybe your fault. <laughs> is it though? Because I can have a GM that offers many tries to a player to be involved and that player just refuses the extended hand and just doesn't want to really engage they they're engaging as much as they want to they're happy at this level well, that, but uh, hence the maybe but yeah it, yeah it could be their fault it could be your fault but just yeah as a gm ask the question again if you go like is it me no they're the fuck in. then okay fine you know <laughs> with with the online game there is that extra you have to do way more verbal communication. You have to ask a lot of questions. You have to check in a lot with your players because you can't see them. You don't know what's going on on their end. And I think online games are 
extra work for GMs than face-to-face games. Extra work? Extra work. As a GM for an online game, I have to do a lot of a lot of communication, a lot of player check-in, player management, as well as game management. As opposed to a face-to-face game, it's a, the burden's a little lighter. I'm able to see what's going on, and people are accountable to each other because everybody can see what you're doing. So I think there's more burden on GMs for online games as far as workload and player management and game management. Players have it easy on both sides. Cookie. You Those fuckers. <laughs> I tried once. You tried to GM? I did. And Online it, or face-to-face? Face-to-face. It was okay. like herding cats, man. It was a mess. So it was a lot of fun. And I ran something that I had played this particular dungeon before. So mm-hmm. I knew what to expect. I did my homework. But I was not ready for the player who was like, uh, well, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go this way. I'm just gonna kick around over here. <laughs> you know, when mm. clearly there's someone screaming for your help, but whatever. All right, well, we'll yeah. catch you at some point. <laughs> it's fine. Player left turns, whether they're just trying to mess with the GM or not, we do a whole episode on player left turns. <laughs> it is it it it's difficult to GM. In any medium, face-to-face or online, it, it's difficult, even play-by-post, it's difficult to GM because you have to double-check constantly with what's going on with players, more so online, more so play-by-post than face-to-face. I'm sure somebody will say I'm wrong. They'll say face-to-face is more challenging. They can come at me. Go right ahead. Cotton, worst online experience. Oh, God. Worst online experience. Okay. Well, there was the one where I, I was, uh, where Oz almost killed me. And because I'm an exceptionally sore loser, I didn't like this. So that's, <laughs> that was painful for me, but that's not what's fault, but my own <laughs> personal issues. Um, I haven't had many. It's hard for me to think of a, a really bad online experience where I would say the worst online experiences I've had, frankly, is just when I play with a bunch of people who just, for whatever reason, did not exhibit that much personality. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing there. Like, I'm here to, you know, like, great. You, you have mechanically solved Shadowrun. You have beaten the game. You have made the holy shit character of all the murder. Hats off to you. But th- th- it, it, there's nothing interesting happening there. They don't have anything interesting to say. And I've just been bored. I've, uh, you know, I mean, you know, not to get too out there woke with it, but I'm a straight white man. You're not going to offend me with most bullshit. I don't care. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to have someone who is misogynistic offend to me in a personal cutthroat way that, or, or uh, you know, cut to the heart way. I can just roll my eyes and dismiss that person out of hand. Mm-hmm. My worst experiences have merely been boredom, which I guess is a wow. lucky thing to say. I guess so. That is really, yeah. Huh. Everybody's so blessed. Cookie, I, I'm going to assume you haven't had a terrible face-to-face experience besides those you know one-shot tries with the the different groups but those don't sound incredibly horrible have you had a you haven't had a what's the worst online experience you've had well i don't think i really have because first of all i'm so busy if i could find another game that was like 
during the week in the morning mm -hmm. after I took care of like the animals and stuff like that would be ideal for me but I haven't really been able to so I just play with you guys and at this point in the year that is almost tough enough sometimes you see mm -hmm. me trying to schedule and then all of a sudden at the very last minute skirt you know yep but yeah I would say not knowing how or where or who to find exactly the right time slot that would fit for my personal crazy schedule has been the most challenging thing so far. Mm. You can look for games on uh, Roll20. You can actually look for games that would fit your time schedule, but you are then playing with the unknown. Stranger yeah. danger. Stranger danger. But it's always a good experience. I mean, it could be a bad experience, but it's a good learning experience regardless. Yeah, maybe I will definitely try. And right now with the COVID, mm -hmm. I'm doing schoolwork. I'm a teacher now too, because mm -hmm. I have a child and, you know, no one is in mm -hmm. school. So all of that has been fun. <laughs> but hopefully when things maybe settle back to normal or when, you know, spring passes and then we're in those doldrums of summer where you just kind of take care, you're not building and stretching like we mm -hmm. do all spring. Hopefully I'll be able to find some cool stories for you guys for next time about, can you believe this? Or, oh my God, this was so cool. You should totally do this, you know? Yes, we'll have a, for Halloween, we'll do a, a horror story episode and everybody can come with their horror stories. So you have to have a horror story to come on and talk about your horror story. No promises that I'll have <laughs> one, but I'll totally try. Okay. Any final thoughts on face-to-face uh, -face versus online? Let's just, 100%, you gun to your head, you got to decide which one's better. So, so this sounds like a cookie question to lead off with. I think that I'll... <laughs> I will defer to the lady. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's totally not fair. Uh, gun to my you head. defer to the <laughs> Wow. No, whatever. He's a feminist or something. We've already, yeah, sure. That's nailed. <laughs> but gun to my head, I would have to say spending that time with my friends face to face and, you know, eating and laughing and drinking together and wasting time. Uh, I would mm -hmm. definitely go for that. Okay. When the, the fine gentleman from the great state of Mississippi. Indeed, yes. I'll, I'll put on my most southern of accents for this particular question. Uh, I, I would say, actually, that this is the first instance of disagreement with Cookie, because with online play, you can find whatever table fits you, whatever people fit you, and and, and learn from those who have more experience. With a with a face to face group, again, as a real person with a limited populace of D and D players, you kind of have what you have. If you can't make it work with those four, five, six people, that's it. As opposed to online, you can play Shadowrun with this guy and this person and these people and have this contact. And maybe this guy goes out and this guy comes in. And that's – there's just a lot more diversity of play. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair points. Fair points on both. And thank you for spending this hour with me and discussing this. It's fun. It's I knew you two would be wonderful to discuss this because you uh, both have had different experiences on both sides of uh, – this topic. Thanks for having me. Love you. Bye. Bye. We're going to get Craig. 
It was great to meet you, Cookie. I, I would look forward to playing with you one day. Go be a GM so I can stop being one. And thanks for having me back, too. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for being here. And we'll go say goodbye to Craig and goodbye to everyone else. See ya.